0: Good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 389, and whether you're watching this in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, welcome. Welcome as we continue to make our way through God's Word. We say one chapter per day, and yet very clearly we're doing two chapters today. That's not math that makes sense, but... This is the way the reading plan is set up. We, we dip into the Psalms and the Proverbs occasionally. And when we go to Psalms, we usually do more than one Psalm. It's the only time we do, well, that's not true. Sometimes we'll do uh, they for short chapters. We've done one other time with two chapters in the same day. But generally speaking, One chapter per day. But hey, the name of this is already long enough. Walking with Jesus through the word one chapter per day. It would be ridiculous if we called it walking with Jesus through the word. Generally one chapter per day except when we're in the Psalms. I mean, that doesn't fit on the screen, right? Got my fresh cup of coffee. Drink coffee. Do stupid things faster with more energy. Some would say doing 1165 devotionals covering every chapter of the Bible is a stupid thing? I don't think so. I think it's a wonderful thing, but we'll still do it faster and with more energy. We are in Psalms 56 and 57 today. And before we begin, both of these Psalms come out of the life of David. And so as a little bit of background, there are several Psalms that come out of the life of David. If we look at the title of Psalm 56, it's written to the choir master, according to the dove on the far off terebinth, a mictum of David, when the Philistines seized him in Gath. So that's the life event here. When the Philistines seized him in Gath. And then Psalm 57, to the choir master, according to do not destroy, a mictum of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave. So both of these come out of times in David's life when he's facing great danger and great distress. And now here is a chart from the ESV Study Bible, where it lays out all the psalms that are connected to incidents in David's life. If in the title, which the titles of the psalms are original to the psalms, they're in the 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 uh, inspired manuscript, so they are reliable. Translators will put headings above the titles sometimes, and those are not; those are just translators. But the titles of the psalms are part of the original. Psalm. I actually preached a summer series of sermons through these several summers ago uh, where we went through all of the psalms that came out of the life of David. But just to look at these, they're, they're really a variety of different circumstances. Most of them are times when he's in distress. So Psalm 3, he's fleeing from and battling Absalom. Psalm 7, he's being slandered by Cush, a Benjaminite. In Psalm 18, he's been delivered from his enemies and from Saul, etc., etc. we look down here, we see Psalm 56 and 57. The Philistine sees him in Gath, and David flees from Saul into a cave. So these are times when his life is in danger. Uh, there's another Psalm, 142, when David flees from Saul into a cave, and really the same incident in David's life. But these are these are a wonderful insight into what makes David... A man after God's own heart because he seeks the Lord no matter what he's going through in life. And that's what we'll see in Psalms 56 and 57 today. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help before we turn to his word. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, which is truth and living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Would you please penetrate our hearts with your word and write it deep in our souls, that we might be transformed by your word, and not just hear with our ears, but receive in our hearts and respond with our lives to what you say to us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 56 Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly when I am afraid I put my trust in you in God whose word I praise in God I trust I shall not be afraid what can flesh do to me all day long they in they injure my cause all their thoughts are against me for evil They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps, as they have waited for my life. For their crime, will they escape? In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle, are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of life. This is a mictum of David, uh, and that means that it's a teaching psalm. It's written for our instruction. And one of the great things about David as a man after God's own heart is that, yes, he's seeking the Lord in all of these circumstances of life, but he's also wanting to lead others to seek the Lord because he knows that the heart of the Lord is for all of his people to be seeking his face. And so he seeks the Lord and he praises God and then he writes it down and, and puts it to music so that others can pray it and sing it for themselves. Now David is being seized by the Philistines. The, this deadly enemy of God's people have laid hold on him They are the attacker who oppresses him. They are the enemy who's trampling on him. There are many. It's the Philistines. They outnumber uh, David and his mighty men by, by a long shot. And so, naturally, David's afraid. It's not sinful to be afraid. But the question is, what do we do when we are afraid? How do we respond to our fears? David says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Oh, more coffee needed. Oh. All right, so he's turning to God, and he's crying out to God for the justice of his cause in verses five through seven. Because there's no reason, the, the Philistines have no just reason to come after David. The Philistines are the wrongdoers. They are the aggressor. They are the attacker. They are the one who's been harassing God's people. So he first pleads the justice of his cause. And then he confesses that God has kept count of his tossings and has put his tears in his bottle. That they are in his book. God keeps a record of these things. God is not ignorant to our struggles and to our distresses. God sees. God hears. God keeps track of. It is absolutely God's care for us. He numbers the hair on our head. He keeps count of our tossings. He puts our tears in his bottle, metaphorically speaking. But that means he knows. He knows deeply how much we hurt. And so, trusting in God, David knows that God is for him. This I know that God is for me. Do you know that God is for you? If you belong to Jesus Christ, the cross is God's massive message that says God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you, Romans 8 says. In God, whose word I praise, I shall trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So by faith, even though he's in trouble, by faith he says, I'm going to perform my vows. I'm going to render thank offerings because you're going to deliver me and I'm going to walk before God in the light of life. That's the confidence we should have. God will bring us through it and when he brings us through it, we will praise his name and we will continue to walk with God in the light of life. Psalm 57 yeah, to the choir master, according to do not destroy, that's probably the tune that is set to. And it's another mictum of David, another teaching psalm. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge. Till the storms of destruction pass by, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords, be exalted. O God, above the heavens, let your glory be over all the earth. They've set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake my glory awake o oh harp and lyre i will awake the dawn i will give thanks to you o oh lord among the peoples i will sing praises to you among the nations for your steadfast love is great to the clouds to the heavens your faithfulness to the clouds be exalted o oh god above the heavens let your glory be over all the earth several years ago there was a very popular praise chorus that took part of Psalm 57 and put it to music. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. It's a wonderful song, but it's incomplete, isn't it? It's incomplete because it doesn't have any of the, of the distress, of the trial, of the trial. Of the hardship that really is underlying Psalm 57. You can't just take the last three verses and sing them because you don't get to the last three verses until you go through all that David goes through in this psalm. We can't rush ahead to the happy ending without understanding the depth of the pain and the lament. David's crying out for mercy. He's crying out for mercy. He's, he's in the midst of storms of destruction. He's in the midst of lions. He's amid fiery beasts. Saul, the king of Israel, his rightful king, is hunting him like a dog and wanting to kill him. It's in that context that he says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. And he praises God for how great his steadfast love and faithfulness is. It's easy to praise God's steadfast love and faithfulness when our bellies are full and our beds are soft and our sleep is sweet. But when we are in distress, when we are in distress, then we need to be able to say, my heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast, I will sing and make melody. And that's the lesson really of both of these psalms is that No matter how deep our distress may be, God never changes. God's steadfast love and faithfulness are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's love for us, God's care for us, his keeping track of our tears and our tossings, his sovereign goodness toward us is never changing, never changing. And so we can always praise him. We can always thank him. We can always rejoice before him. This is what Jesus did. Jesus was in agony in the garden where he sweat drops of blood. But still he said, Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your wills be done. And before he went out to that garden, he sang a hymn with his disciples as he shared the Lord's Supper within the upper room. He knew what was coming. And then on the cross, he recites Psalm 22, probably makes reference to Psalm 34 as well, because he is worshiping the Lord. He is remaining steadfast in his heart, even more so than David. We know that David at times did waver. You know, shortly after Saul was hunting him in the cave, David fled and went and lived among the Philistines for a period of time. David wasn't perfect His heart wasn't as steadfast as he wanted it to be. But Jesus' heart was perfectly steadfast. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. Jesus never wavered. So we can thank God that we have such a Savior. And even as we pray these Psalms, we know that in and of ourselves, we cannot keep them. But through Christ in us, we have the hope of glory, and we have the hope of being steadfast in this life, as we make our way toward glory, because Jesus holds us in his hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such a Savior who, through all distress, held steadfast. Thank you that you love us with the same love that you love your Son with, because we are in him and he is in us. Thank you for such salvation. Help us to remember in the midst of distress that you have not changed. And who we are before you has not changed. We are held, we are kept, we are loved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Psalm 56 and 57 today. We'll be back in 1 Samuel tomorrow, picking up with 1 Samuel 17. David and Goliath is on tap for tomorrow. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.